Hi, this is Kalyan Karmakar and welcome to Radio Finally Talked. I'm a food and travel writer based in Mumbai in India. Today I'm going to talk to you about a dish which is probably my favorite dish, a comfort dish and a dish which if you follow me on my blog Finally Chopped or you've seen me on my Instagram posts and my articles then you'll know I'm a bit obsessed with and chances are that especially if you're from India then you are as well. I'm talking of the biryani. Now to understand why I'm so obsessed with biryani, why I'm so passionate about it, it might just make sense to go a bit to my childhood because that's where all answers lie, say Freud, but not, perhaps not exactly the way he thought of it. I grew up in Calcutta in the late uh, mid-1980s and early 1990s and at that time in, in the sort of uh, family in which I came from, eating out was not really that common. The idea was to eat out, uh, eat at home, and, and there were various reasons to it, but primarily economic, because eating out was expensive, and my mom was a college professor who was raising both my younger brother and I after my dad passed away. So uh, eating out options were rare, and uh, when one would go to eat out, then there were two types of restaurants which one would uh, typically go to. Uh, these would be the Indian restaurants, which would be the North Indian restaurants, uh, the Punjabi places, but not, not too much of that. What was more a family favorite, and I, I suspect a favorite across the country, were the Chinese restaurants, within which, of course, Calcutta had a very strong heritage of uh, Chinese restaurants because it had a Chinese settlement as well. Also, my family had come into India from abroad. Uh, we'd spent some time in the UK and uh, Iran and so on. So my mom was also exposed to Chinese food uh, over there in, in the UK in the mid-70s. In fact, she said that other cuisines like Italian and so on was not that uh, popular in England back then. So in the rare occasions when we would go out for a treat, like if it was doing the Durga Puja shopping or uh, say maybe the New Year or birthday and so on, it would be to a Chinese restaurant or, or sometimes to maybe uh, if at Newmarket to one of the places like in the Mohal and so on for uh, Chole Bhature, Dosas and, and if it's for Chinese it would be maybe uh, um, Jimmy's Kitchen or, or in this place called Kathleen uh, and Cathay in uh, Newmarket which today seems to be more like a drinking den but, but we would sometimes go there in fact sometimes my mama would take me there when I was uh, you know if he'd take me out to watch a movie and, and so on but, um, you know, I don't want to get sidetracked into talking into Chinese food because that's another obsession of mine. Last night, I made myself some Hakka noodles and poached uh, some pomfret and ginger and so I, oh god, yeah, I'm speaking about Chinese again. So let's get back to biryani. Well, um, you know, Chinese food and eating out Chinese food was something which happened with uh, family elders. My mother would take me out, my masi, my aunt, her husband, my mesho, uh, my mama. But biryani was all about independence for us. Let me, let me explain what I mean by that. So, um, say for example, the first time we were given some sort of responsibility in school uh, was when I was in the ninth standard and, and the 10th standard was passing out and, and this was in the Assembly of God, so we had only up to the 10th at that time. So we were responsible for giving a farewell. So we had to pool in uh, the money and then uh, give a farewell. And what was the treat? It was biryani. And next year when we were seniors and, and we were being given a farewell by the ninth standard, what was the treat? It was the biryani. 
when I moved to plus two and uh, when I was in St. James's school and a bit more of independence and, and uh, you know, occasionally going out to watch a uh, movie and, and so on, uh, where would we go to? We would go to places like Aminia or Nizam um, and so on in Newmarket and have, of course, the biryani over there. And there's a reason for that because the biryani was more or less uh, affordable. Uh, the size uh, in Calcutta was just enough uh, to fill even a hungry stomach of a teenager. Uh, a lot of rice on a plate, potato, piece of meat, uh, mutton or chicken. And, uh, you know, for us, that was probably the first uh, experience of us going to a restaurant, so to speak. And by restaurant, I mean like a place where you go and sit down and, and a waiter would come and serve you versus going to the Chole Bhatore place or the Dosa places and so on which we would do at our own behest with, uh, with our own little money which we'd saved up and uh, so on. Looking back now, it seems that the biryani joints in Calcutta, uh, which are called the Mughlai joints, uh, which are run by Muslim families who originally come in from the UP, because the, uh, in UP. And, and in Calcutta, of course, the biryani is said to have come in from the UP, from UP or Awadh to be specific, with uh, Nawab Wajid Ali Shah. Uh, those uh, restaurants today seem rather plain and so on, but to us, they were restaurants and, and you know, we were more South Calcutta boys, so we wouldn't really uh, go to Central Calcutta or North Calcutta where there was also a cabin restaurant heritage, but those cabins were a lot smaller and where you'd go for cutlets and chops and Mughlai paratha. So biryani it was, and as it was in our in our college day and when we uh, college days in presidency when doing our socials, Pramodda, who ran the canteen there, though his canteen is not anymore at Presidency, I believe. And, and none of us uh, who belong to that generation are very happy about that. But, uh, you know, when we have our socials or milieu, the college fest and so on, uh, the food often would be the biryani, uh, which, which he would cook. Sometimes as friends, uh, we would go out. Sometimes, of course, those who would go out on dates to watch movies would again go to uh, the Aminias, the Nizam, sometimes uh, Zishan, if, if you've gone to ice skating ring for the career fair or something like that, so we go to Zishan over there. And coincidentally, when my first job, IMRB in Calcutta, um, my second job, I'd also worked in Asian Age for a month uh, before my MBA, uh, was near Zishan, and uh, we'd sometimes go there from office to eat. And I remember before I moved to Mumbai, the first uh, big sort of function which happened in an office for me was when the new office building was uh, sanctioned and again there was biryani packets which had come in and then the biryani which had come in was from Shiraz and and I was sort of blown away by that biryani because that, that the rice was so ethereal so lightly spiced and uh, so fragrant so subtle uh, seemed a lot less oily than any biryani I'd had in uh, Calcutta and imagine this I'm leaving the city and then that's when I finally get to know of it and there's a reason for that. It's not that I didn't know of Shiraz, but Shiraz was in the Malik Bazaar side of uh, Park Street. And us being presidency students in College Street, we didn't really go there. But uh, I guess folks in Xavier's would probably be more acquainted uh, with that. Because, you know, Calcutta was a village when we were growing up in the 80s and 90s. And, and uh, transport was not easy. The metro was just about coming up. Um, so going from one place to another involved uh, bus rides and then buses where you're packed like sardines. So it was really tough to travel from one place to another. 
But uh, well, I did discover Shiraz and, and uh, then left the city, which is about 20 years back. And uh, I, of course, keep going back because I have family there, my grandmother, whom I keep going to visit. My mother shuttles between Gurgaon, Bombay and uh, Calcutta, but when she's there, I visit her. I, I keep going there and work. And, and whenever I go, I always make it a point to have a biryani in Calcutta. I try to go back to Shiraz and I still feel it's one of the best. I'm not that big a fan of Arsalan, which came up after I left the city. I find the biryani there a bit greasy, but I do know that many in the current generation of uh, Calcuttans love that more. I, I love going to Armenia and Newmarket, especially if, if I've gone that side and work or, or if I'm staying in one of the hotels there, like the Oberoi or uh, uh, PLS, then I go to Armenia and have the biryani and I think it's always good. Ask for a good piece of meat, good piece of mutton. I've also eaten at Nizam's a few times because it's a new market. Um, you know, not too bad, not too good, but it's okay. And uh, recently I went to Royal India uh, restaurant, which is where, uh, you know, it said that the biryani eating culture, restaurant culture is supposed to have originated in Calcutta. And the owners said to have come in to Calcutta from Lucknow years back and, and the family says in fact the founder had come in before Wajid Ali Shah which is why their original biryani at Royal doesn't have potatoes because it's, it's in Wajid Ali Shah's kitchen that they're said to have been introduced. The original branch, branch of Royal India and the one with a lot more character I guess would be at Chitpur. I went to the one near Park Circus side Amir Ali Avenue which is a few years old but the families there as they say the food is the same more accessible, but I do one day uh, hope to go back there. The biryani was nice, I missed the potato, and at the Park Circus version, they also have a Calcutta biryani with a potato, and I asked for the potato over there. And you know, the thing about Royal is that once they decide to do something, they do it very well, I guess. So even if the original biryani didn't have potato, when they introduce a biryani with potato, they do it in a brilliant way. And here's the deal about the potato and the Calcutta biryani, and why all of us in Calcutta are so obsessed with it. Because in the potato lies the heart of the biryani. They say that the potato was added in to add bulk to it. Though there's some in the mem uh, family of Wajid Ali Shah who say that no, he did it because at that time it was an exotic vegetable, so he had asked his cooks to add it in. And, and talking of his descendants, I've had the biryani made by Manzilat Fatima, who now runs a place called Manzilat, and she's a descendant of Wajid Ali. And, and she does very nice home-like biryani, a very good galauti kebabs as well and, and some other food which he does like the chaap and, and so on, the kebabs are beautiful. But uh, coming back to royal and, and the aloo and the aloo in the biryani, you know what the biryani does, what the aloo does is that it soaks in the flavor of the meat, it soaks in the flavors of the spices, it soaks in the aroma of the ghee, the aroma of the rice and, and the thing is that um, in, in Calcutta, biryani is not rich man's food. So it's not that always the quality of meat is as good as you see in other cities. But what the potato does is that even if the meat can be a bit tender at times, it soaks in the flavor of the meat as well. So it's, it's almost like the whole heart of uh, the Calcutta biryani lies in the, in the potato. But is that the end of the story? Is that the definitive... Uh, Biryani in India, is that the victor in the biryani battles? Hold on and wait till the next segment.
I moved into Mumbai from Calcutta at the end of uh, the 1990s and at the start of 2000. And I'm saying it, uh, leaving it a bit ambiguous because I'd come here for a training for six months in 97, went back to Calcutta, picked up my job at IMRB uh, in, in Calcutta again. And then after a year, decided that I missed Mumbai and I was a bit bored in Calcutta, as it was called then, and, and took a transfer back uh, to Mumbai. Now this, despite a bit of a biryani shock which I'd got in Mumbai, and let me explain what I meant. When I moved into Mumbai right in the beginning, doing my training, and in the stint after that, I used to stay at a paying guest accommodation in Bandra, near the Talao. And it was run by a Punjabi uh, family, Punjabi lady. Uh, and, um, you know, the family was vegetarian. So one day I asked my PG auntie that, you know, I want to eat some non-vegetarian. Uh, it's Sunday and what do I do? Because back home in Calcutta, I would um, eat uh, chicken every, every Sunday, like, you know, if it was fresh every day. So she said, "Up, lucky jao. And so I said, what is lucky? She said, wo talao ke paas hai, pedal jao, ek lucky hotel hai. So I walked down and I asked around when Sir East SV Road and, and I was pointed to lucky. And over the years, I figured out that lucky is really a landmark restaurant in Mumbai because it marks the entrance to Bandra, which is the beginning of the suburbs. And uh, in fact, when you want to tell people that you're on the road and you reach Bandra, you say that you've crossed lucky. So I went to Lucky and I, and I settled down in the outside section and, and you got a road outside and I bought a um, midday newspaper and I sat down read it um, while I was waiting for my food and my order, a biryani and a cola. I asked for a chicken biryani of course because that's what my mother would make me eat while growing up is a chicken and, and she said that mutton is not good for you and like a good boy I would eat uh, chicken then. There are people who would, of course, argue that a real biryani has to be a mutton biryani. I believe that it's the best. There are people who will argue that there's no such thing as a vegetarian biryani. Let's leave those debates out of that. But let's get back to Lucky and, uh, well, uh, you know, I settled down and I was reading my paper for newspaper for a couple of minutes and then came the waiter with uh, a plate of biryani. Um, if you go to Lucky today, which I still do, you will see that they serve the biryani in a handi now, or a pot. But at that time, copper pot, where they used to give it in a, on the plate itself. Now, the first thing which struck me was that the serving was huge. It was a lot, lot more than uh, what you get in Calcutta, and, and, and it was more expensive as well. It was almost two and a half times more expensive than Calcutta. But there was more rice to start with. Uh, there was more meat as well. So there were about three or four pieces of meat versus only one in Calcutta, in the, in the regular biryani. There was potato, but the potato was in small sort of broken cubes. And uh, they didn't, and, and they were pretty hard, and, and it's almost like they'd been added in as an afterthought. And, and they didn't really retain uh, or, or capture their sense of biryani the way the potatoes of uh, Calcutta did. And, um, but I was then in for more shock because as I dug in with my fork into the biryani and you should, some can argue that a biryani should be eaten only with one's fingers. But when I did, I was in for a shock because there was masala in the biryani. And, and, and there was like, and, and why would there be masala in the biryani? Because when you're growing up in Calcutta, you've had rice with chicken curry or kosha mangsho and that's where the masala comes in. But biryani is flavored rice. Uh, piece of meat, potato, and if you're going in for the special biryani, which is a bit more expensive than a boiled egg. 
but why was there masala in biryani and uh, to me it was more like a curry rice and and if you meet any any bengali in mumbai they will say the biryani in bombay is curry rice but you know uh, with with years and over time in mumbai and spending uh, time eating around and going to other places i went to other places like durani which was very famous for biryani back then in the late 90s uh, jafar bhai which is probably a bigger favorite in mumbai because it also comes in from uh, south bombay and like lucky which is more suburban um also going to places like olympia and so on i saw that the biryani here is rather different it is it has uh, got more body of spices it's got more um, you know more meat in it it's it's sometimes got coriander in it not all of them have uh, potatoes and it's very different dish from uh, that which was in uh, kolkata there were some people who said that the bombay biryani is the hyderabad biryani so when i travel to work uh, when i travel to hyderabad on work first as a market researcher i went to uh, this place called paradise which is supposed to be the most famous biryani place in hyderabad i picked up a packet from there and took it to the hotel where i was staying and had it at night i don't remember being too excited by it i went back to uh, hyderabad again many years later again on work to conduct focus groups but that by then i had begun food blogging so i asked around for what is the best place to have uh, biryani in hyderabad and of course the first answer all over social media was paradise but that was also the answer from people who are not from hyderabad and over time re- i've realized that while we in calcutta love our biryani but when it comes to having a point of view on biryani there's no one as prominent as or as strong or committed as the people of uh, hyderabad so they told me that paradise is where tourists go you should go to a place called cafe bahar or ideally to shadab in in the old city or shah house and the, over the years i've went to all of them and i must say that i prefer bahar to paradise by by leaks and um, shadab was even better and worth the trip uh, to the old city Uh, even better than bahar and it's probably my favorite and i later went and tried the shagao swan and that's lovely as well um but but a lot more hot a lot more chilly heat uh, which it has now the first thing which struck me is that the hyderabad biryani is not what the bombay biryani is because the bombay biryani has a slight moist masala paste in it uh, which is what makes people say it's a bit like curry rice um if if you have the hyderabad biryani yes the yes the spices are uh, visible in it but visible in a different way it's almost like little dry clumps in it which which when you bite on it they just sort of burst in 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 a mouth as food writing clichés go but uh, there there are no potatoes in hyderabad uh, but there's a cafe bahar they did give some boiled eggs but the meat the meat oh god the goat meat is so good over there and and i've learned that in in telangana region in hyderabad you happen to get very good mutton goat meat and and the quality of the mutton uh, which you get in hyderabad is leagues leagues ahead of uh, what you get in calcutta in in the biryani and i would reckon that probably better than what you get in mumbai so what my mumbai experience taught me and and what hyderabad taught me is that there is more to biryani than what I had learned in my school, the schools of Nizam, Aminia, Zishan, Royal, and so on. So let's hear in the next segment what more I've seen.
I need to. Hi, this is Kalyan Karmakar and I'm speaking to you about uh, biryani, my obsession when it comes to food. And I've already spoken to you about uh, how I fell in love with biryani in Calcutta, where I grew up, how I came to Mumbai and had a bit of a what might call a root shock when it comes to biryani. And then going to Hyderabad and trying to see what the biryani obsessed city is so crazy about and, and got to try out the famous Hyderabadi biryani. Of course, Hyderabad is not just about Hyderabadi biryani because there's also the Andhra biryani which you can try out in Andhra restaurants both in Hyderabad and in Bangalore and that's a very different kettle of fish because unlike uh, Basmati which is used in biryani of the north probably from the Pulau culture which emanated from there as well as in Hyderabad when you try uh, the biryani in the south in places like uh, Andhra or the Kerala which has a bouquet of biryanis uh, as well as the biryanis which I've tried in uh, Chennai, most of them tend to use short grain rice. And Andhra biryani is that as well, that has got short grain rice. It's, it's, it's more moist than um, you know, the Hyderabadi biryani. And um, it's spicier as well, it's a lot hotter because in Andhra they like their uh, chilies. But, um, you know, one of the advantages of getting into food writing and blogging was I got more curious about food and I would read up on food books, I would read up articles on food, watch television uh, programs on food like those of uh, by Tony Bourdain or J Jamie Oliver, uh, Oliver and Nigella Lawson and so on. There was not so much interesting content on food in India I must say though there were some shows but a book which I would read a lot was uh, Root Food by V. Sangvi and over there he'd spoken about the connection between uh, the Awadi Biryani of Lucknow and the biryani of Calcutta. So which is why when I went to Lucknow after that, and I'd gone in my early years of my career, but at that time I didn't really know much about it, I was bent this time to discover the biryanis of Lucknow. And I'm talking again of the same period of around 2010 or, or so. By then I had begun to de develop a considerable following on social media. So when I put up um, plans of going to Lucknow and, and asking for suggestions to have biryani. I did get a number of recommendations and in that trip I went to uh, Wajit uh, which is uh, at Aminabad which is quite popular for its biryani, one tiny place. And, and what I realized in Wajit is that uh, the biryani joints in Lucknow are a lot more humbler, a lot more spartan, a lot more basic than the ones in uh, Hyderabad. Hyderabad, uh, if you look at the traditional biryani places, are more the sort of places where you know middle class families would go and uh, you know and, and so on. And of course now they're all of these are having much newer uh, and fresher looking branches, uh, biryani places in Hyderabad. But Lucknow is still rather subaltern when it comes to biryani. So Wajit or, or Tunde next door uh, seemed very basic and Spartan. But that was also the trip where someone told me about Lalla, Lallaji and I went through many lanes to find Lallaji's shop and that was just like a little corner shop, hole in the wall where I met Lallaji who's I'm told the only Hindu who makes biryani in Lucknow and is so popular. And, and when I went in the afternoon I saw him sort of putting the biryani together and he smiled and he said that 
it's only at night that he operates for business until the biryani lasts so i went back one day and had his biryani it was beautiful as it was at wahids and uh, the one place i didn't try in that trip was idris which is also very famous for his biryani so in a trip back this time completely as a food writer and not as a market researcher i i went uh, in search of idris biryani and also the nihari at rahim which i missed that time which is close by and and i was warned by people in my hotel that you know we we love the biryani in idris we are locals but you know it's not a nice place to go and we call it in and when i went there i realized why this young lady had said that because it really looks more like a a uh, shack in a slum to be really honest and it's on the road but uh, i went there with another passionate foodie uh, from the city young passion foodie from the city and uh, you know we had the biryani fresh over there we sat there and ate rather than taking it back and that's when this young uh, gentleman introduced me to the concept of khurchan and khurchan is basically the burned bits of rice uh, at the bottom it's a bit like the tadig in the pulao of iran or and and or the sokare in in the paella of of spain uh, you know these are these little rice burned bits which we which we all love and uh, and the biryani was brilliant as well so i i will not try to play favorites between wahid idris uh, lallaji uh, when it comes to the biryani in lucknow because i thought they were all really good i i think they all require you to be a bit intrepid which i am because if you're not they they are places which could put you off uh, but uh, you know it's it's very different from the biryani in the south but nor is it exactly like the calcutta biryani because that's the case which I was trying to crack that is the lucknow biryani and the calcutta biryani the same uh, is the only difference the absence of aloo and i, and I realize that it's not now you see uh, the biryani in lucknow again uh has more mutton pieces in it per serving than in the calcutta one and the mutton again even at the humblest of places like idris and so on is so tender it is so well cooked it's it's really beautiful and and you don't always get that in calcutta i must say no matter how loyal i am to it um the rice in it seems to be a bit richer than the ones in calcutta it's it's greasier it's fatter it's got more ghee uh it's got uh, food color in it and and i read in lizzy collingham's book that you know in the pulaos and biryanis which are um served in uh, oud and and the king's courts they would put uh, food color because it's supposed to represent jewels and i'm sure that the coloring used today is a lot cheaper and and synthetic but uh, probably it's it's a far more brighter far more bollywood uh, you know compared to the biryanis of calcutta which is more like black and white 70s uh cinema like a uttam kumar shuchitra thing i mean it's almost like a amitabh bachchan uttam kumar uh, comparison so um it 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 was similar to the extent that it didn't have any visible signs of masala unlike what you get in mumbai and hyderabad uh, in in lucknow and and which is which is common to calcutta as well but like i said i mean there's more meat in it the rice is rich, richer the dish is heavier and then i thought that you know in in lucknow biryani was or avad as it was known was the dish which belonged to the royalty the royal families and um, and is then that it slowly moved into restaurants and now it's a street and and now it's on the street so it's a great example of uh, democrat democratization of food but now when the royal family moved to uh, calcutta 
they moved under exile because the British had uh, disposed them, deposed them. And, and, um, and also the city which they came into was a city ruled by the British, by, by outsiders. Probably uh, a city which probably didn't have the sort of vibrancy which uh, Oud had when it was ruled uh, by uh, you know, the nobles and the locals at that time. So which is why possibly you know, the biryani culture which evolved in Calcutta lacked a bit of that resplendence and glory which you see in Lucknow. It's completely my conjecture. It's not backed by any historical analysis. And uh, it's really up to you if you want to accept it or not. But, but let's, let's not, you know, reduce this to a Hyderabad versus uh, Lucknow biryani battle or, or you know, uh, Calcutta Lucknow biryani story. Because while these are the stories which, which uh, sort of take center stage in India when it comes to biryani discussions, what I've seen in, in my subsequent travels, and I've just scratched the surface, that there's so much more to biryani. I had already spoken to you about the Andha biryani, which uh, lies uh, very distinct from uh, the Hyderabadi biryani uh, culture. And in fact, it's, you'll get it more in the Hindu-run restaurants of Andhra Pradesh and the strong chili hit, short grain rice. Uh, then there's the Kerala biryani. And Kerala has so many types of biryani, the Thalachari biryani, for example, and others. I, I won't even claim to know their names, and I'm yet uh, to have gone to Kerala. But I've seen uh, examples of this in restaurants in Mumbai, such as Deluxe in, in Fort, or Sneha in Mahim, where Keralaites go to, and I've had the biryani over there. And, and I always call it a bit of a mirage biryani, because when you have the biryani uh, at, say, a Deluxe, and you call for it, as a Bengali, you feel very happy in the beginning, because you see a boiled egg, you see short grain white rice, short grain though, and it, it almost looks like a pulao which you've grown in, grown up on. But then as you move the rice a bit with a fork or a spoon and dig in, suddenly you see like there's an entire curry inside that. So it could be meat or fish, and they have fish biryani as well in, in Kerala. And, and there's almost like a curry below it. Of course, thick, you know, it's, it's a masala paste. But it's a, it's a bit of a mirage because when you see it on top, you think it's a nice, demure, uh, Bangali pulao. And then you see that under that rise a very stormy and tempestuous uh, uh, meat curry or fish curry. Though I must say, so it's not really that spicy and, and it's comfort food when you dig into it and forget that you're having biryani. It's, it's really comfort food. I must also talk you, tell you about the time when I went to Chennai and I used to go to Chennai a lot in the beginning of my career because I used to serve um, service Ford in my market research days and uh, at that time we would hardly stay and we just eat at the hotel, airport, uh, snack bar and my seniors would be having dosas and I would have a chicken sandwich. But when I went back a few years after a huge gap of almost 10 years and, and just before I was closing the writing of my book, the manuscript of my book. I went to Chennai because I felt that that's the only metro city which are not covered. And at that time, a young food writer friend of mine who works in uh, with the government, interestingly, uh, and who used to live in Chennai, he's now in Delhi. Delhi and and uh, I love hanging out with him because he's obsessed about food, uh, Amit Patnaik. He said that Chennai has a biryani culture which the rest of us in India don't even know of. And he said that people in Chennai are so obsessed with biryani that they'll have it even in the morning. And, and which was really strange because the impression you have from outside of Chennai is that of people who are having 
uh, idlis with one hand and dosas with other, and when they finish, they're stuffing in a few meduvaras, and it's only way to food. But of course, as I've been discovering and trying to find out, there's so many of these misconceptions are going out of the window. And in Chennai, I saw there, there were so many types of biryani, and I tried the Dindigul uh, biryani at uh, Thalakapetti, uh, a restaurant chain. And, and they use the short grain jeera rice over there, and it's, it's not with jeera, but it looks like jeera or cumin. And, and there was a certain distinct pepper hit in that when I had it. Then I went and had the uh, ambe biryani, uh, and, uh, and that was more of a garlic-like uh, afterkick to it. And um, you know, they served it with a, uh, with a raita and so on. And then I went to uh, Ponuswami, and, which is a Chetinar place, and I had the biryani over there. And that again was a bit more like Hyderabad and so on, because that had biryani. Same city and, and so many different formats. And, um, you know, whenever I travel to other cities uh, in the country, whether it's, you know, uh, Gohati or, or even Surat, I mean, they do like uh, uh, their non-vegetarian food there as well among certain sections of the community. Or, or Pune, of course. Um, which I've been to in the last few years, and I've heard so much about Bhopal. Um, I've seen that there's an increasing obsession with uh, biryani, and you know, there's you know one dish meal. It's good value. It's it's lip smacking. Like when when a restaurant like say Paradise or whatever opens a branch in one of these cities, they get very excited. And like I said, I mean, there's cities which have their own biryani culture. So in Pune, for example, I went to a place called Blue Nile. Uh, where uh, it's it's run by a Parsi family, so they even have the Persian rice, uh, chello kebab like biryani, which is very very underspiced. They have their own biryanis as well, and which they were trying me to get, but eat. But I said that no, this is what I want to have. And uh, then there's a place called Sarvi, where I believe you get some pretty uh, potent masaledar uh, biryani. So uh, that's the thing that. You know, there's, there's so much about biryani. So, you know, when we talk of battle for biryani, uh, this this really gives a bit of food for thought. And I'm going to tell you about that, uh, or what I think of, of this in the next section. Hey Kalyan, so who won the battle of the biryani? Did I hear you say? And uh, I don't blame you for being a bit confused because I spoke about so many biryanis and I didn't really give a strong point of view on, on which is the best. I told you about the biryanis of Kolkata which I've grown up on, the biryanis which I discovered in Mumbai, Hyderabad which seems to be the biryani which defines India, uh, the biryani of Lucknow which, which is said to be the originator of <coughs> uh, the biryani of Calcutta and interestingly those who are from Mumbai and Hyderabad don't even acknowledge that as being a biryani and they say that the biryanis of Calcutta and Lucknow are actually a pulao because the meat and rice are cooked together and put in layers <coughs> while in Hyderabad um, you know the meat is cooked with that those people tell me that now in, in commercial joints there are very few people who do the kachi biryani which is cooking the meat with the rice I've also told you about biryanis which really go below the radar but are extremely popular in their home states where there's a biryani in Andhra, Kerala, Chennai and uh, so on. So which is the best biryani in India? It's Calcutta of course. <laughs> no, 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 before you argue with me, let me tell you that I've really come to the conclusion that um, 
your choice in biryani depends a lot uh, if if you're indian on the on the biryani which you've grown up on because it's a reflection of your taste palate your uh, the sort of textures you like in food the sort of heat levels you like in food the sort of protein versus starch if if one wants to get a bit geeky balance that you like in uh, food and um, you know the i i strongly believe that the biryani which is there in each city and and has and each of these have metamorphosed a bit from what it was originally in the in the king's courts and all of that where ingredients are different it was not mass produced and 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 so on and the biryanis in each city today is a reflection of uh, the tastes of the people of that area but also their their food culture their their life views and and what not so um, you know you might think that i'm hedging the question a bit but uh, the truth is that it depends on which part of the country you are from uh, it it depends on that your your choice of biryani and which is why when uh, people ask me uh, hey kalyan what's a good biryani place whether it's in mumbai or lazi in mumbai i always ask them that what is your favorite type of biryani because uh, one's choice of biryani place or or a good biryani place will depend Uh, a lot on that so in in mumbai i you know i've learned to like the lucky biryani and I, and i tell them not to put as much masala my mother in law who's a parsi and and who's grew up in mumbai born in surat she loves masala and biryani and she can't think of a biryani without masala so normally i sometimes order in from lucky when she's there and i have the dry part of the rice and i give her the masala part of the rice and of course like i said servings in mumbai uh, are huge Uh, I find the other Mumbai biryani is a bit over the top for me, but but I think Olympia does a good one. And very recently, I've had the Ran biryani in uh, Shalimar at Bhindi Bazaar, and oh my God, that's that's such a 70 mm uh, Technicolor presentation because it's it's you know one entire thigh of the goat, and and you need to go with your own <laughs> tribe or herd to eat it, a tribe actually. but uh, i think the rice quality in that was brilliant the quality of meat in that was brilliant is slow cooked over time and and it's all about magic um unlike when i moved in you you do get versions of the kolkata biryani in in mumbai i've had it at okalkata i've had it at calcutta club i've had it at bhajri manna i am one of my favorites is uh, the one at pitok and i often call in from there i think the others also don't do a bad uh, job of it and um, what else um, when it comes to lucknowi biryani you don't get too much of hyderabadi biryani in uh, mumbai though you now get some bori biryani in in the catering options like the bori kitchen and and so on you do get the parsi pulao dal at parsi restaurants and from caterers like kt's kitchen and you've got um, navros coming up and and that's uh, if if we leave the dal aside it's a bit similar to uh, the biryani of calcutta i would say But when it comes to Lucknowi biryani in uh, in Mumbai, I have two favorites, which are of course at two ends of the price spectrum. But one is the biryani which you get at Dampokt in uh, ITC Maratha, and uh, the chef there, Mohammad Sharif, has now moved to ITC Central, so you get that same biryani at kebabs and curries as well. And uh, there's also Kakuri House, and we have a branch of that in Bandra where they started, and they've got options across the city, and uh, it actually comes. from the lineage uh, which uh, the itc hotels uh, belong to 
uh, as well uh, the dump booked uh, this thing and uh, and and uh, you know you you find a really good biryani uh, over there at kakori house and uh, and of course that's without uh, potatoes but it's rice uh, though i must say that the mutton's not as good as what you get in lucknow one experience which i've had is that when i've uh, had guests who are not from india who are foreigners uh, westerners so to speak largely and um, i have got them to try the calcutta biryani i've seen that they've liked it the most uh, there have been times when i've taken them on food walks because i do food walks as well and i've got them to try out various ones and and they've said that they like the calcutta one the most i don't know whether they've done this out of politeness but my feeling is that given the fact that um, it's not that spicy it's it's more subtle and and everyone of course loves the potato and and so on it's probably more amenable to tastes uh, or a taste palette which is uh, not uh, that much um, trained in in handling spices so at the end of it well one more sort of story on biryani from me this time on the podcast so and and early on in my podcast series i have done a story on lucky restaurant which i have spoken about uh, here as well uh, my only problem about doing stories on biryani is whether on my blog podcast videos or uh, you know articles and stuff is i feel a desperate need to eat biryani um, after that and uh, i i can guarantee you that uh, in the next 2 3 days i'm definitely going to have uh, a biryani and and you will see that on my instagram post So this is Kalyan Karmakar uh, signing off from Radio Finally Talk my podcast series. I hope you like this. I hope it makes you hungry to try a biryani and order one or go out and have one and if you've never had one before, what are you waiting for? So uh hopefully my next podcast episode. So bye for now guys. <laughs>